The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Good morning or good afternoon, depending on whether you're listening to us live or you're listening to us via the website on the Dyslexic Detective. This is Ben Virgin. The Deadline Report, care of Fresh FM, the greatest little radio station in the South Island and all the known universes that I've encountered in my sober and unsober states. Um, well, you know, it is New Year, time of good cheer. It's actually, technically speaking, it's actually my birthday tomorrow. So feel free to send me Rolls Royces and super yachts. Uh, you can send them to www.reallywanttobeabillionairebutnevergoinghappen.com. Um, but today I'm going to actually going to turn around, you know, we're heading into the new year. We It's always a good time to maybe sit down and grab a book, have a little bit of a read about something, give us something that's got a bit, a bit more deep and biteness on that our social media via memes in fact that's going to be very much a big part of this year's show is my little message way out here in the wilderness is going to be saying to people get the hell off social media stop letting your algorithm do your thinking for you and start doing some of your thinking yourself doesn't matter whether you consider yourself woke or awake the problem is that when you start to always constantly look at your social media all the time the algorithm is finding out all about you and it's feeding you what you want and of course if you've got different you know marketing groups out there or different people with agendas they kind of do things like click onto your page as followers and then the more that that they do that to you then the more that they start to control what you're seeing on your page and soon you find yourself actually saying and, re- and repeating a whole bunch of ideas that aren't necessarily about what you're actually all about but that's what you're being exposed i mean you know at the end of the day information is like food it's like what you put in is what you get out and if you constantly live on fast food it ain't going to be good so today's little show is about the need for an evolution and a revolution and about slow cooking and eating food Good food with great nutrients. Because basically, when again I talk about the concept of evolution, not revolution, you know, everyone goes, oh, we're going to bring down the system, rah. But actually, if you, you know, when I was going for university, and you know, one of the things I, I spent a lot of time focusing on was counterterrorism and political violence. And we did it, we wrote a particular book, which is called Soldiers and Horses. And it's basically about the history of coup d'etats and revolutions. And it always makes the point that what happens in a revolution is it just becomes like a circular, a big, tired, toxic cycle that repeats itself time and time again. And the scum always floats to the top and it eventually always you know, comes out in a, in a rather manipulative and very violent way. So, you know, what we really need to do is we need to break, break this toxic cycle and we need an evolution, not a revolution. And, you know, again, the way to evolve away from that is to stop getting yourself sucked into the manipulation where you're just becoming what the AI basically wants to, you know wants you to be. Of course, just you know to clarify that itself is this: the AI itself is not the issue. If the AI was controlled by Dumbledore, then even it would be wonderfully Hogwarts. But it's not. It's largely controlled by the Voldemort or the bankers and the military-industrial complex. So you know, while everyone's pointing the boogie monster at each other, whether it's the left-wing boogie monster or the right-wing boogie monster. No one's actually realising that we're actually letting the people with names and addresses get away with. Now, none of this is actually particularly new. And the book lists that I'm going to give to you today, of these are the these are the writers that I've spent a lot of time reading about, a lot of time thinking about, not just, you know, having a quick slurpy, ooh, that'll feed the, the meme of the week. These are the books that I've been thinking about and rereading time and time again. Some of them you'll know, some of them you won't. They've all got one thing in common. They are writers that were 
around at the end of World War II. They had witnessed firsthand what happens when the great big automatic machine wakes up and it's hungry and it's bloodthirsty. And they have been, they wrote in very, very details about what will happen if we continue to let that machine become automated and suck away the very essence of what humanity is. One of the ones that I start off with is Arthur Kessler's The Call Girls. Arthur Kessler uh, was a European writer. He literally witnessed the Holocaust firsthand. He's written many, many, many books. He's a, he's a, he's a fantastic writer. But the book that I like, The Call Girls, which is only a little 100-page book, you'll find it in most good second-hand bookshops. And it's basically the story about at the end of the war, the various powers that be have literally crunched all the numbers and they've gone, oh, we've got a problem with population and we've got a problem with resources. And in actual fact, I mean, as the book points out, well, no, actually, they didn't have a problem with resources. What they had a problem was the people at the top didn't want to share those resources. But their response was that they brought all of these people together and all these people, which were basically professional academics, that at the end of the day, they were going to give whatever word of a verdict with the person that were paying their bill was going to say. And they would fly to all these particular conferences, just like Davos. In fact, in the book and Arthur Kessler's The Court Girl is set in, in Switzerland and and pretty much what you find out when you read the book The Call Girls is effectively that a lot of what's happening today has already been predetermined and it's been set in motion and there's a large which Arthur Kessler alludes to as the pharmaceutical and the military industrial complex that have already said, oh, well, you know, good luck, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a few token gestures to make everyone think that actually, uh, um, you know, they've got free will, but we've already determined what's going to happen and there's not a lot you can actually do about it. I'm not going to give you too much about what happens with Arthur Kessler's The Call Girls because, of course, you know, don't want to be a totally ruin the book, but I, again, recommend this book. Read it. Give it to your friends. Come back and read it again. This is a book I have just spent time and time again when I look at what's unfolding going, you know, they pretty much all described what, what, what was happening with modern academia a long time ago. Another little book, which, of course, you know, everybody will have heard about, whether you've actually read it. Now, that's an interesting one, too. And actually, I'll, I'll, I'll share you a little secret. George Orwell. Now, 1984, which is a game of the books I really recommend, and I'll get into that for a second why. But the other book, which I actually have not read, Confession Time, is Animal Farm. I mean, I know the plot line. I know the characters. I've, but it's, that's going to be one of my books for this, this New Year's is I want to go in there. And this is a very interesting book, too, because it, it basically looks again about this whole issue of the revolution becomes a toxic cycle. The pigs turn up. They all start going, oh, all animals are equal. And then eventually... They start taking over the revolution and then they start to say, well, actually, you know, some animals are more equal. And there's the box that ends towards the end. As the animals looked at the pigs and the pig and they looked at the man and the pig became the man and the man became the pig. And soon you couldn't distinguish which was which. And, you know, again, when we look at things like, you know, all the time we hear people running around and they go, oh, dirty communists, it's all a communist conspiracy plot. Might help if you actually turn around and actually did a little bit of reading about what actually uh, the history of the development of communism from uh, pre-Marx through to Marx to Lenin, because what you'll see is what was actually initially put out to begin with and what actually became, it actually drifted away from that concept because as soon as the, you took away the collective uh, the idea about socialism was that we all had to say, but as soon as they turned around and said, oh no, what we need is just like Napoleon pigs, uh, we need a special 
inner body that will decide and help people find how they can share. It stopped being the socialist revolution. And again, you know, there's another good book at the moment, which I have is on my reading list, which is We Need to Talk About Norm. And this is about basically Norman Kirk, probably one of the greatest prime ministers in New Zealand history. Uh, even some of these, you know, dinky little uh, parties that managed to help National Enact get elected this time around. Well done, you slapperheads. Um, have turned around and talked about Norman Kirk, but they haven't actually explained that Norman Kirk wasn't saying, let's go full bore socialism, but he was talking about the idea about protecting socialist concepts. So the idea was that he was, it was, you know, under that element of Labour when it was was the Labour government, you had this concept of the 40-hour working week, the idea that you go and work in mines that actually uh, are not dangerous, the idea that actually you get to have a bit of um, money in your pocket at the end of the week and a roof over your head, really basic concepts, which all these people that have been running around attacking socialism um, are being really dishonest because, again, at the end of the day, what they've largely done is they've held in the ACT Party and the national Chris Luxton privatisation, corporatisation. So we get another 35 years of the neoliberal disaster, which you know we've been basically uh, treading upon. I think we will actually have a little bit of a break at this point. And um, before we kind of get into the song and my recommendation again, I'm just going to get this point to you, is that reading is actually one of the best things that you could do. And if you're really talking about how you can change things and what you can do to actually start to have uh, a little bit more impact than just going out and doing click, click, click on social media and you want to have some real social interaction, what I really recommend is actually getting a little bit of a reading group together where you pick a book, you actually read the book, go come back and have a bit of a discussion and then at the same time while you're doing it, you're having a bit of a fun and people are starting to see that you guys are actually doing something quite cool and then you start partners will see where everyone starts to actually get off their their fast food social memes and they start going back and eating proper vegetables where they're actually really having a real deep think and they're putting real nutrients into their body not just clickbait react and having again feeding the revolution but not evolving in any way so on that little note and again what all these writers i'm talking about to you today are trying to say to you let's rage against the machine Now you do 
You're on the Deadline Report with Ben Vigin and Investigates, Kira Fresh FM, and I'm giving you my little New Year's uh, bit of homework for you to do, books that I think you need to go away and read, because I think there's uh, a real need to have the, a deeper think than what's going on. With, and a lot of the stuff, the answers is in our education. It's going back and actually looking what's happened to our media in New Zealand, specifically the way it's been privatised and defunded. Uh, it's about going back and actually having an understanding what Rogernomics is. It's about going back and actually having a look at who Norman Kirk was. It's about going back and looking at who the three wise men were. And that's basically about actually get off Google, get off, get off your social media, because the more and more all the good stuff out there is slowly being deleted, and the really good stuff that you want that's not being deleted is actually in your books in your library. It's in your secondhand bookshop, and you better go and get it before all these books actually do get start getting deleted and wiped out, because they too are on the endangered species. Um, in fact, it's just before I get a bit, bit, bit further into this whole reading list, is that I was um, watching a couple of, uh, they weren't TED Talks, but they were YouTube tip clips, and one of them was one of the chaps from The Grateful Dead, and, 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 and what got me was the video was recorded in 1995, 
and he was talking about the fact that as we go into the sort of you know white noise of super information that the world's just going to keep getting weirder and what he's saying is that if you hold on to ideas and you originally let yourself get pushed into an echo chamber you're going to have a rigidity which is not you know it's it's you're not going to survive you're just going to allow yourself to be manipulated as you get fed into uh basically the echo chamber choice that always ends up ultimately at the at the uh uh, at the abattoir so you know what he's basically saying is you know you need to actually have a much broader thinking and you need to go out there and you need to educate yourself and this is also something that was actually kind of picked up by um, David Bowie he also was making this again doing a, an interview in the 95 The Great White Duke and he was describing the um, pre-internet you know we, we had a pretty good idea what, what was right and wrong and then he says then the internet came along and we became this uh, basically this more than plurality it became you could find any idea to fit you know, if you had a particular bias, you could go out into the internet and you could find the idea that's going to conform to your particular bias. And so, you know, what he was saying again is about you've got to actually, through your development, not play to the room, not just go with the idea or the social meme of the idea. You've got to go in there and you've got to work your brain and you've got to get deep and hard. And he said, you know, that's the point about artists. And of course, you know, when the Duke was doing it, was he was at, by that stage a multimillionaire, so it's a little bit easier to say. But what he was basically saying is that, you know, art is a very important part if we are going to stop the machine from doing it because the artist is the loony. While everyone's walk, going, walking along the the, 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 the the treadmill of conformity, going along with whatever the what's being fed to them on the social media, the artist is the one that's going, wait a minute, while the machine's zigging, I'm going to zag and I'm going to actually go out there and I'm going to look from the outside in and I'm going to challenge those ideas. And of course, when you're an artist, that's actually the crazy thing is because you're doing, you know, the, it's natural It's natural within our, in our development, again, was what David Bowie, I'm paraphrasing David Bowie, to go out, go and get your food, put it on the table, feed your family. And that's actually, at the end of the day, what we're hardwired to do. So when the artist turns around and says, you know what, I'm going to do something that's bigger than me, that's actually pretty, that's a pretty gutsy thing to do. But that's what's required. We really need to embrace our art and our literature and our music because this is the thing that will actually, at the end of the day, um, allow us to challenge the automation of the machine, which all of these writers that have been writing about have been warning about. Um, one of my favourite ones, which is, you know, especially if you love going down the rabbit hole and, and you're, you know, you're going, oh, I'm going down the rabbit hole, going, well, I've got some news for you, boys and girls. There have been some people who've gone down the rabbit hole before you way longer than you, and they have totally figured out all the scams, all the, all the fake uh, wakers and the fake wokers. And my, one of my favourite ones is actually a guy called Robert Wilson. He wrote a very famous serial trilogy called The Illuminatus, which literally, I mean, you, if you turn around and you read The Illuminatus and compared it to the Biden... Uh, Donald Trump circus that we've been through, it, you know, it would have been, he would have been 20, 30 years ahead of his time. Again, what he was talking about is the the importance of what these books are about, is Roddy Wilson's talking about the need to embrace many belief systems at once. And so if you actually under consider all these different perceptions, then again, you are less vulnerable to being manipulated. But once you turn around and you decide that there's a right and wrong and there's only one perception, guess what? The algorithm's got you by the hearies and it's going to feed exactly what you want. And guess what? It's, you're still going to end up at the abattoir uh, because that's ultimately at the end of the day the nature of the abattoir. Aldo Huxley again carries on this point about this whole idea that doesn't matter whether you're awake or you're woke, ultimately what's going to end up with is we're going to end up with a very homogenous society. Um, you know, he warns about a if you belong, allow yourself to belong to a culture that lacks any ability to self-critique, to recognise that actually it is also has flaws and follies, then again you're going to just get sucked into the automated platform and spat out the other end. And he talks about, you know, a system which is basically made up of mindless drones 
programmable administrators and flexible managers who are incapable of innovation and they're incapable of actually deviating from the standard norm. And that's, you know, it's always from the deviating from the norm, going out into the fringe, that from that's when real change and real evolution occurs. And if you don't have that, what ultimately happens, whether you want to call it socialism or totalitarianism or whatever, is you what you ultimately end up with, especially in this post-World War II of, you know, super automated world is you end up in a fascist neo-feudalistic system. And you can put all your names on, but at the end of the day, it basically is the machine and it's gobbling you up. My last writer a book is actually not a book. It's just a, just a particular person who I have a great admiration for. And increasingly, the more I start to read about her. And this is Audrey Hepburn. I mean, Audrey Hepburn has, is a woman of, I have only as I've started to go out into books and actually start reading more about her, realizing, you know, on the screen, she was a sort of glamour puss of the 1940s, 1950s screen. But, you know, she talks about what she realized was that you have to have empathy and you have to have empathy, not just for the people that are in your tribe, but you must have empathy for the people that don't necessarily think the same as you or don't necessarily dress the same as you. Um, so, you know, again, if you're just looking for a, a good recommendation, I'd say go and look at look up the biography of Audrey Hepburn. In fact, go and look at any of the biographies of any of these people I've said to you today because these are people that really at the end of the day, uh, they have given us the tools to survive this this coming automated machine that has woken up and is busily going crunch, 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 crunch. You can't negotiate with terrorists. And the la- my last my last great thinker, and again, he's written really many books, and again, if you're looking for just simply autobi- autobiography, is uh, Buckminster Fuller. Now, Buckminster Fuller has left us with, again, this is a man who's, literally, he was a technologist. His job was to actually understand what the future was going to be. Um, credible, credible understanding of technology, energies, geopolitical systems. And what Buckminster Fuller turned around and said was, you can't actually have a revolution. There isn't going to be a revolution. The machine is so altered that if you try and fight it, all you're going to do is you may as well be tilting your, your spears at, wind, at you know, the old quintessential uh, lance at, at, at the uh, windmills, you know, charging into the ocean, Don Quixote stuff. What he's actually talking about, he's saying the way actually to, to defeat the system is not to try and go head first at the system, but it's about creating a system within yourself and amongst your friends where you are creating an alternative system where you're looking at changing yourself. And he's only saying, he's saying that's where the real change comes from. Not trying to attack Wellington, not about taking Auckland on, Beijing or Washington. It's about creating communities in your own backyard where actually all the things that aren't happening, the lack of injustice, the lack of fairness, the lack of the ability to have a say, those are things that you change in your own local community. And the whole idea is that if your community is doing well because you're putting good soil into it and you're not eating fast food and you're actually having listening to other people's points of views and you're working with other people so that you have a strong, healthy community, this is the ultimate act of resistance that you could possibly do. Otherwise, you're, if you just listen to the meme of the week, then all you are is a tool of the machine, a dedicated follower of fashion. And that, in fact, is the song that we'll go out today. Happy New Year. Got plenty of shows coming down the runway and some really great guests, and I think it's going to be a groovy year. And remember, send those birthday presents to WW I Want to Be a Billionaire. This is Ben Virgin on the Deadline Report, courtesy of Fresh FM. Thank you very much, Fresh FM. They seek him here, they seek him there, his clothes are loud. But never square It will make 
or break him So he's got to buy the best Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion And when he does His little rounds Round the boutiques Of London town Pursuing all the latest fads and trends Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is He thinks he is a flower to be looked at And when he pulls his frilly nylon And is raked up tight he feels a Dedicated follower of fashion Oh yes he is, oh yes he is, oh yes he is, oh yes he is There's one thing that he loves and that is flattery One week he's in polka dots and next week he's in stripes But he's a dedicated follower of fashion They seek him here, they seek him there In Regent Street the swell Everywhere the Carnivation army marches on Each one a dedicated follower of fashion Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is This world is built round discotheques and parties Pleasure-seeking individual always looks his best Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion Oh yes he is, oh yes he is, oh yes he is, oh yes he is He flits from shop to shop just like a butterfly In matters of the cloth he is as thick as can be Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion He's a dedicated follower of fashion He's a dedicated follower of fashion The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show First broadcast on Fresh FM with support from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.